0: Failure um, is—it's a learning opportunity. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so you don't like making mistakes, you know. But I think when you you grow and you mature a bit, like it's okay to make mistakes, and you accept them for yourself, but you also accept them for others and grow from them. You grow and you get better, and and you see them coming next time. For me, I think the biggest one was—it goes hand in hand with, you know. I think I'm a very like I'm a people's person. I like investing in people, and even if a person is maybe not the right person that we hired and I believed it was but it wasn't and and, you know I keep keep putting energy in keep putting energy in but it that person that I'll keep him on way too long we should have got rid of him way earlier and and made everybody you know the team stronger my life easier perform better Uh, so I think one of my like biggest failures is in the past it's like just believing in someone that I shouldn't be believing in
1: welcome Super excited to be bringing a young entrepreneur. Uh, so he's 32 years of age. Uh, he was a superstar performer in our program, and he uh, developed a real estate business. He got involved in his father's business, who was interested in exiting, and he uh, brought actually one of his uh, other student works uh, managing you know superstars uh, of the time into that business. Uh, this is one of the leading, you know, sort of advertising and production management companies in Montreal, and they have, over the last number of years, bought into a management position, are, are sort of junior partners in the business, and they, the, the business has really grown and continue to develop. Uh, it's called M&H Graphics in Montreal. And at the same time, he's he's developed an Orange Theory uh, franchise with his uh, girlfriend, now fiance and it looks like they're offering him another opportunity to buy another one. And so he has uh, just incredible energy, um, incredible people skills, and really, really amazing at developing culture in a business. And he's done that in many businesses now. So I know you're going to love it. I know sometimes the people we bring here are, you know, uh, a bunch of older, you know, massively successful as well. But, you know, here's someone who's just You know, not that many years out of school and really achieving remarkable things. Please tune in for this podcast. And uh, again, if you know remarkable people who want big futures like Mark, please send them our way. Please share our podcast and please tell them about the Student Works Management Program. Thanks. Have a fantastic day. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here, Chris. Nice to see you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Mark, why don't you tell me what you were like, and our listeners, our young leaders, what you were like before our program? I was um, really oriented
0: into sports. Like, I was a, a student athlete. So, I went uh, between the age, at the age of sixteen, I left uh, to Boston in a uh, a sport étude basically a hockey program at at, uh, St. Mark's School in Massachusetts, so I went there for three years. Uh, So that kind of got me out of my comfort zone really early in in life. And then after, quickly after prep school, I went to uh, Carleton University, and that's where um, I met uh, met you guys in one of my classes. Didn't really know anything about it, but um, I guess I was uh, a good student at the time, a good, well, student athlete, uh, really into hockey, a team player, you know, always around my guys, um, and uh, passionate about, about hockey mostly, but also uh, it was really important for my, for my dad that I would get good grades. So he, would, uh, he was like, well, you don't play hockey if you don't get good grades. So um, I had good balance in that sense, but I also, at the same time, didn't really know uh, what I wanted to
1: do later on in life. Just to dig in on the, the, a follow-up question on the hockey. Um, during university, w- at what level were you playing? Were you playing on the Carlton team? Were you playing AAA, or what were you playing?
0: Yeah, so my first year at Carlton, I played AAA, and then I was moving into the, the Carlton uh, the hockey team uh, for for the university. But um, I quickly saw that, like, if I wanted to uh, get, you know, it, it required a lot of traveling and a, uh, lots of training as well. And and uh, at that at that time, I was twenty one, and uh, I was actually running already my business during the summers and. Um, I, I figured at that time I wanted to focus more on my schooling, uh, take five classes, get school out of the way. Um, you know, been doing it for so long, so I, that's when I, I kind of broke it off uh, for hockey. So uh, in, in my my age of twenty, um, basically junior AAA, the equivalent of junior AAA Quebec, uh, which is a junior A in um, in Ontario,
1: basically in Ontario. Okay, cool. That's what I recall, and, and I know for you as well at Carleton, you were taking five courses, you know, school obviously was important. And then you commute back on the weekends to run your business. So I was going, okay, well, that seems an awful lot to also then be an elite athlete in, you know, running, you know, being a varsity athlete. I was going, gee, I didn't remember that piece. Cause, cause usually if we have varsity athletes in our program, they're also not doing a whole bunch of commuting, you know, that makes it just that much harder.
0: Right. I'm from Montreal and, and, um, It's funny, after one one little point I uh, missed out there after prep school in in Boston, I went to uh, Hobart, uh, which was a college um, upstate New York for uh, one semester. And uh, I didn't have as good of a financial package as I did at uh, prep school. So my dad was like, okay, Mark, like, you know, even if... Uh, I had a great financial package, meaning like, I I mean, they were giving me $20,000 per per year to to be there, uh, but it still costs another 20,000 US dollars (laughs) to go to school. So he was like, you know what? Um, I'm not sure I want to do four years of this. (laughs) (laughs) If you move back, and the exchange rate wasn't so great at the time, it's pretty much what it is right now. So, add 30% to those amounts. And uh, he was like, you know what? If you move back and you go to a Canadian university, uh, I'm going to get you a car, you know awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, it was hard to refuse that as a as a you know twenty or you know 19,
1: 20 year old so I helped with the commuting exactly, exactly well, that's great. well, well done, Dad. So what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in your business
0: i mean i'm I'm a pretty uh a jolly <laughs> type, type person uh, easy, like pretty easy going as as an individual and Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I had any like major frustrations, okay. uh, but I was also, I think like one of the most like I guess student-wise or professionally, like I, I wasn't, I knew I was a good student. I would get good grades and I, I, was, I liked certain subjects, but I could never put pieces together to what I wanted to do uh, per se, you know? Okay. So it's like I had good grades in math, science, but okay, like I, I don't see myself in a lab. Um, yeah. You know, I don't see myself as a mathematician, you know, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah. where, where is this going to bring me? You know, how does right. this all come together? Yeah. Um, and I guess that moves me into, like, Student Works happened that, it's funny how life, like, things just, uh, it's still today, any, any point in life, just things get thrown at you. And if you're opp- opportunistic or, or an entrepreneur, I would say is um, you just, uh, situations arise and you, you make the most out of them, you know, and, and, um, Student works came, it came around and uh, it kind of was the, there were a bunch of pieces of the puzzle uh, close together and that was just kind of the glue that, that brought everything together and it kind of just opened my eyes to, uh, to what, you know, the, the level of uh, like skill I, c- I can have or something that I could create, um,
1: uh, piecing every, all those pieces together. Yeah, one of the things I like, I really believe is, is school is school and life's life. And, and so a lot of times students are in school going, how does this all work? You know, what matters? And, and the reality is school's just preparing you for school. And there's some programs it's specifically preparing you for, maybe law school or medical school or being a professor. But for most people, they go out into business. Or, you know, or perhaps working in the government, which are, actually provides services to people, you know, like many businesses do. So it's, it's kind of like all of a sudden you get out in the real world and hey, I'm sure you found out you're really good at servicing clients and selling and all these types of things. And so what, what do you still rely on from the program, Mark? I think the number one thing that just
0: like, probably the problem solving skills, you know, and I, and, you know, I noticed that uh, so much, today whether it's you know hiring people for my fitness business or uh teammates that i have in in the advertising business um it's so hard to find that uh you know i think people say like oh i want to be an entrepreneur i want to have a business but like there's a lot of you as an employer you want to actually find those entrepreneurial people for for your business internally you know and and uh, where where you don't have to, they could be proactive. They could uh, problem solve. You don't have to explain them uh, how to get from A to Z. Like they'll they'll yeah. figure it out, you know. Like yeah. but there are other people where you have to clearly lay out everything, and and you got to tell them and follow them all along the way, and and they'll still underperform. And and then there's the other people that you you just leave on their own, and you give them, you know, here here you go, <laughs> a little, uh, <laughs> little sketch bag <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and they'll be your top performers, you know, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm deviating, like coming away from your question, but I, I think that's the part that um, I, I rely on the most is, is just like the problem-solving skills, of being able
1: to just figure it out, you know, get it done, figure it out, get the opportunity, see the opportunity and execute it, you know. And also, I think as well, people hear the confidence you have. Right. You have a lot of confidence and you should have a lot of confidence based on the success you've had so far in your life, by the way. And great mentors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Tip tip of your cap. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your career progress, you know, once you once you uh, exited from uh, student works, Mark.
0: Yeah, student works. So uh, I did um, uh, two years uh, with student works, and then um, quickly I, I did. Um, well, my my dad had he you know he was seeing all the success I had in, in student works, running running a business, and he, he had his advertising business with his partner, a uh, fairly large company about a hundred employees. Uh, it's it's a company in Montreal called M um, and and I mean I my dad was there in year one of M We're in year forty. Five now, you know, wow. so like, or even over forty-five. So, yeah, he brought me to the office when I was a, a newborn, you know. So, right. <laughs> uh, I guess in when I was in school, it was like, oh well, like, do I want to start? Like, I I don't see myself in my dad's business. Like, I just kind of want to do my own thing or get a get a job, do my own thing. And then it really struck, um, and I, I wanted to, to come from me, but also him, you know. Uh, so right after university, like I had a great, great success running my, like my business during the summer for a few summers, and then you know it was just one time at lunch where, um, he was just like Mark, like you're doing, you know, everything you're telling me about you're you're passionate about what you're doing, you're seeing this success, and and realistically, this is exactly what I do in my day to day. You know, like it's a, it's on a larger scale, it's a, you know 100 people, but you know you're going out. Uh, you're hiring people you're going out you're knocking on doors you're getting business you're making it happen you're executing you're uh you know like at one point I do exactly the same thing but a higher scale you know and if you're seeing success like this, I think it'd be worth it to to try it out together you know and right. yeah. and um and and you know I had an older sister she she wanted to get involved in 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 the business, and my dad actually said like no <laughs> you know so so being the younger brother, I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ask my dad and, and him to say no to me. I cannot right. like yeah, I
1: didn't want, didn't want that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was just doing my own thing and, and seeing, you know, the success I was seeing and then uh, just, you know, one day at a time, you know, and uh, yeah. I think you get that from, from the hockey side of me where it's like, yeah. okay, you could be in the finals for, for the prov- prov- the provincial cup, you know, and it's like, okay, well look, the coach is going to tell you, go out on the ice uh do the best you can every single shift yes, you know yeah. and take it in little little increments and do exactly the best you can and you know what we'll probably win that game you know exactly yeah and you'll be happy with that outcome so that was my approach you know just taking it day by day doing the best i can and then after you know the future like i said the uncertainty was like, i didn't know what i wanted to do i was doing this business by having success didn't know what it would translate into but it quickly right after school it was like i had a few semesters left and then started right away in, in my dad's business and uh, to answer your question um but uh and then uh, quickly uh i guess things really worked out where he was a bit in a, in a phase out so he had uh, some good clients uh, you know we're about a at the time we were about an eight million dollar business in terms right. of sales and um quickly he put me in charge of uh, you know the first year was a, a big learning experience getting to know all the clients and um, so my role is mostly sales and client management and team management and then quickly after a year he gave me a, a large account to take care of and then you know fast forward after three years uh you know i was managing close to three to four million dollars of business you know so um so it, it was fast paced and and that's kind of what he wanted because it's kind of in a in a phase out and um and yeah so it 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 quickly uh, ramped up
1: from there. Right. In my understanding, um, one of the people who also worked with you back in the day, Yan, uh, one of our former operators as well, came on with you and you guys bought into the business recently.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're, Yan um, um, uh, came in the business one year after me. So okay. he, you know, um, he had other, you know, endeavors and then had reached out to me when I first started and he was excited by the fact that I was like kind of my, my dad's young, uh, gelève, you know, for yes. and um, he knew my, my dad had a partner and he, he wanted to kind of be that, that, that partner's uh, young mentor, mentor. 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 Yes. mentee, yeah, there yes. you go, better yeah. You know, he met and he he came in and and quickly like me, he he took on a lot of business and and I think for him, like I was saying a bit earlier, like it, he was able to problem solve and just execute and get stuff done and, and that he got from Student Works and I mean it's ingrained in the I think the top performers for Student Works like it's ingrained in you as well, you know. Um, I think that the, the program gives you all the tools and, and guidance that, that you need to be successful. But at some point, even if you do all the, uh, you map it out for that person, if they don't have it in their DNA, well, at one point, you know, it might not be successful,
1: you know? Yeah, I think there is, there a bunch of it is trainable and coachable. And then also, I know both you and Jan have an enormous drive, right? You want to be successful. You're willing to put in the extra hours. You're thinking about how to best serve my clients, right, you know, and how to, how to figure out these problems, right. And as an ad agency, a whole bunch of it is creativity, right, what, what you know, how do, we, how do we figure out this problem? What is the best solution, right? Yeah, and, and, and it's funny
0: because, like, a lot of uh, people think we are an ad agency. Yeah, and we're mostly a production agency. So a lot of our clients, so the problem-solving side on, on our side is, like, Jan and I will we'll look at a client and be like, okay, how do we get into that business? You know, how do we get, how do we start doing work for BRP or National Bank or, or this ad agency? So we're in a nice position in the market right now where we can work for ad agencies, a large portion of our clients. Um, I, I remember one of your friends was on uh, from uh, Publicis. Uh, Brian, Brian Kane, one of our former real successful operators. Yes. Exactly. Exactly, and uh, you know, I was listening to to what he does, and that that, that's tremendous. And that would be a an opportunity for us, like an agency, let's say, like that, we can do production work for them. I mean, Puby's such a big agency; they probably have uh, their production internally. But other agencies' production is kind of your headache. You know, it's uh, like like in painting. You know, it's it's kind of easy to for some to just go out, knock on doors, sell the jobs, but after when you gotta get the painters, get the paint, get everything produced, it might be more of a headache, right? (laughs) You bet. Same thing in advertising, so it's uh, like, those creative ideas are fun, the clients jump on, but at one point it's like, okay, like now we need to deliver 200 files, or we we gotta program them, we gotta uh, do a microsite, uh, you know, and you have a tight deadline, and so all of that is, that's basically what we do and as you mentioned at the beginning we've been um, uh, while my dad was uh, phasing out Yan and I uh, believe a lot in the business so we, we bought in uh, at that point as a like a, a junior basically
1: partner right oh, that's awesome that's awesome and I understand as well uh, you also have some real estate on the side so you, you also are you still managing that real estate Yeah. So, um,
0: that, that started, uh, I remember I bought my like first, uh, property speaking with a uh, successful Ottawa, um, manager at the time uh, from Trevor Shentag. (laughs) Yes, that's right. So shout out to Trevor. Uh, he, uh, we were just at like the camping trip and we were talking about real estate. He had bought a duplex and I asked him a bunch of questions. I was curious about it. And I think that's, that's one, um, skill I guess or uh, one attribute that I've had that uh, you know I'm always very curious you know I'm uh, like a, a good listener where I'll like now I'm, I'm just talking a lot obviously I'm rambling on but actually believe it or not
1: <laughs> but we we want you to or the podcast won't work Mark so it's good, yeah. good. Keep I'm actually a better listener
0: than Steve <laughs> 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 believe it or not so um I'm losing my train of thought but uh, yeah so so you're saying you
1: spoke with Trevor
0: yeah. Yeah. So I spoke with Trevor, listened to what his experience with the duplex. And um, and he was uh, he was just like explaining how the rents, like he collects the rents and how how much his expenses were. And I was like, wow, okay. And like how much money needed down and everything made sense. You know, I was like, okay, right. I want to, you know, and I and, uh, had money that I made from the summer uh, operating and, and I wanted to do something smart with it where you work really hard uh, during the day and and you make that money and you put it aside and then at one point well you reinvest that money so that you can kind of have recurring income coming in and, and and make smarter investments to you know one day uh, retire you know maybe uh, uh earlier or i i think with with our personalities we probably won't retire very much
1: you <laughs> know? Right. but you have the choice you could retire
0: but, right but but uh, yeah, yeah. So the goal was to make smart smart investments and so yeah. that uh, I bought a duplex. Uh, I mean, sorry, a fourplex uh, after my second summer managing when I was twenty-two, and then after that, rolled into a few more uh, units and endeavors in that side. So uh, the highest I went up was uh, uh, f- uh, twelve units uh, or thirteen, if you included uh, one condo. And then uh, yeah, so that was uh, the
1: real estate side of things. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And then and then recently, you, uh, I, I'm not sure if our young leaders have heard of Orange Theory but it's really one of the fastest growing fitness, uh, you know, concepts in the world. And I I actually actually heard about Orange Theory on a podcast, an Anthony Robbins podcast that that, uh, the founder was on, just a remarkable, remarkable lady. So why don't you share with us about, you know, the Orange Theory experience and becoming a franchisee. It's nice having the two questions back to back because I was getting, you know,
0: the real estate side, I was to a point where, uh, it's either I took a big step forward or I would I would take a few steps back. Right. What I found is that with real estate people, they, like tenants are going to call you when there's a problem, you know? So yeah. it's often negative. Uh, oh, my toilet's leaking or, yeah. uh, oh, uh, can I can, uh, pay you five days later? My check, and then, you know, my dog ate my check or whatever. <laughs> you hear all the excuses, you know? So at one point, you know, it's almost like you see the tenant calling and you're like, ah, oh, okay. Like uh, just, you know. Go to voicemail. I'll, I'll call you back tomorrow. You know. So um, I was like, you know what? Um, I, I want to get more involved in my job. I want to uh, keep growing, uh, keep learning professionally. I feel like um, the real estate side is just like it's an investment, and it's it's almost like like there's way like I mean it's it, there's probably probably real estate has made the most millionaires in the world. You know, yes, like absolutely. Uh, so, so it's a great business. You know, but yeah. um, but for me, uh, it, it didn't really like talk to me. It didn't really like, I wasn't passionate about it. I like it, but it, it, it's not like a passion, right? So I had um, met a, uh, my girlfriend at the time was moving from Ottawa to Montreal and, uh, I, want, I, and I, I was missing that, that small business entrepreneurial side. So we decided we wanted to open up a franchise together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a few franchise shows, one in Ottawa, one in Montreal. And, uh, and that's when we, we met Orange Cherry Fitness in Montreal. Uh, it was booming around the world. Uh, and there was only one in Quebec. You know, in Quebec, sometimes we lag on many things. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was, that was not, one of Not the, in our business, not in our business, but no. anyway. <laughs> we crush it in Quebec. Yes, that's right.
0: But yeah, that, that was one thing that was uh, really lagging. So I thought there was a really nice opportunity there. Uh, we met with them and and it was just a uh, just a great uh, a great bond right away. Young, dynamic uh, company, uh, fast growing, fast paced, and it's around fitness. I was like, wow, okay, this is like a match made in heaven, right? So, um, and uh, it's, I wanted to buy into something where it's it's a proven system. I mean, working in advertising, I know how much goes behind like branding and marketing, and uh, and I was like, you know what, like I, I do that in my job and I, I don't want to re like create a business from scratch. Like I, I really don't want to. So I was fine with uh, paying royalties and, and, and just starting a franchise, investing into that. And it's something I'm passionate about. Getting back to the sports side of things. um, So Orange Theory, for the ones that don't know about it, it, it's a a high-intensity interval training workout. Uh, It's a mix of technology and training. So everybody's wearing a heart rate monitor during the classes. It's a one-hour class, coach-led, group training, 24 people max in the class. And it's a mix of uh, running, rowing, and weight training. So it's really – the workouts change every day. The franchise, they send the workouts to us. Our coaches, our certified coaches, uh, apply the workout, or they, you know, give it to the classes, and then or the, the members that sign up, and uh, we do about like seven to eight classes per at our studio in Griffintown currently per day, uh, so about, you know over fifty classes a week, and uh, and yeah, people are loving it, seeing great results. Um, my mom, she's sixty seven years old, she lost thirty pounds, she looks uh, ten years younger. It's a, it's great, it's awesome. <laughs> Mixing the, the, the business with, with pleasure, and it's something I'm passionate about. So um, in the past year, uh, we opened, it's almost June 29th. It's going to be our one-year anniversary, and um, it was a great year. You know, we, we were really uh, killing it in terms of the
1: numbers, um, and um, it's a nice system. Yeah, in my understanding is they made an offer for you guys to take on another store or another uh, unit.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're uh, in the uh, some of the top performers in, in Canada. And uh, so uh, they, they really want us to uh, to grow further. Um, so so that's something we're exploring now and that, uh, you know, I just want to be okay with my, my partners here at m and uh, I obviously have a full-time role here um, and I don't want to diminish that. So I think uh, what was really the hardest is starting the first business uh, from scratch uh, because you, you started, it's really you, like it was me and my girlfriend. <laughs> Now it's going to be uh, like we have a team of 14 currently. We have people that are kind of stepping up that could be, that can move into more important roles. Um, so I just see, I really like that time where I, I could invest in people and see opportunity and, and continue to grow that way. And having it around fitness is great. I really,
1: really happy. And so, and one of the other things that's kind of interesting, obviously our business is really a franchise like business and so you've run a franchise and now you're running a franchise. What's the advantage of running franchises?
0: Well, I think it's a, I have a proven system. You have, you have um, and that comes back to one of your questions of what do you take away still today from our program? I said, uh, you know, being proactive and problem solving, but I think also the structure is one other thing that I take away from StudentWorks. Um, I think, uh, you know, late, the calls we used to have. And it's like, okay, Mark, you know, how many doors are you gonna go knock on? And how many leads are you gonna get? And how many meetings are you gonna have? How many contracts are you gonna book? And how, how many sales are you gonna have at the end of the week? You know?
1: So to me at the time, I, I don't know if you recall those. you know, but uh, <laughs> I've had many of them. I recall every one of our meetings, Mark. Obviously, yes, I recall you your great fun and we had lots of fun, so yes. I don't know if you remember about that, like the targets, I, I would always, Always we have. Oh, yeah. Like it's if you want to have success in the world, you've got to set targets and you've got to judge yourself against those targets. And and I know one thing about Mark in specific was Mark was always he always wanted to make targets that he hit. You know, that was one thing. You're very, very clear. And 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 Mark really lived the do what you say uh, value of our business or one of the one of the values, that component. You know, Mark always want to make sure. No, I want to hit my goal. I'm I'm really, you know, laser focused. I don't want to disappoint myself or my commitments, et cetera. So you bet. I remember that clearly.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's exactly what I was getting to. <laughs> you <your> good memory. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was you know, and and that side of things where you're like, hey, Mark, you can do way better. You can do more than this. It's like, yeah, Chris, I know. It's okay. I'm going to kill the goal, you know, but I want to set it low enough that, um, you know, that I'm for sure going to hit it. And then, uh, But it worked out. I, I work differently, a bit differently now. now. But, uh, yeah but that part really, really stuck with me. The, um, uh, that part, that structure of a franchise, you know, and, 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 and you get to learn about a business that you don't know at all. You know, like uh, I, I didn't know anything about the fitness industry at all, you know? And and now
1: I run a successful, uh, fitness business, you know? So. And, and, and again, I also, I put the, the reason is, is because your and your girlfriend now fiance's leadership, right? You know, it's like, okay, I've got the leadership skills, the marketing skills, the sales skills. I can follow it. I have the confidence. I I, I can build relationships, you know, and make a great feeling because really organizations grow because there's a great culture and people want to return. I want to return to this gym or this, you know, whatever we want to call it, fitness center. And I feel good about it. I'm getting results, but I feel good. Like even if if I got results, but I didn't feel good people wouldn't want to come back, right? And that comes because of the staff, and what really comes is because the ownership team.
0: You hit it on the nose, it's the community. That, you know, that makes, there's gyms everywhere. Every freaking corner, some in building, but We're in Griffintown, there's some in literally every single building around us. Why the hell do we have 650 members? It's because of that, you know, above and beyond the the community, yeah, and I mean, it stems from the leadership. I mean, we we, we picked, we handpicked everybody that we have on our team. We coach them, we train them, we follow up with them, and. My dad always said, you know, there's no, there's no secret in business. You, you gotta, you gotta be there. You gotta take care of it. You gotta, you know, be around your people, listen to them, care about them. And, you know, it's a whole emotional intelligence side, and, and that part, uh, I, like. I mean, he, he coached me better than anybody about that stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, better than me. Okay, okay. We'll well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he did. I spent, did. More, I spent no. more time with him, you know. I know it's all fair. No, 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 no. I get it. I won't be sad. No, and obviously your father's been an exceptional entrepreneur, so. Are you enjoying the episode so far? I'm sure you've heard the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I've always thought that saying was inaccurate. I believe more accurately, it's who you know who think highly of you and would be willing to refer you. I want to let you know, I put together an amazing package for you. The four referability habits advantage. These habits are so powerful that when followed, they completely change the game for people and allow them to operate on a whole other level. If you're interested in getting your hands on the four referability habits advantage, just jump over to www.leaderspodcast.ca/slash habits and download it for free. These habits will help you gain the respect of everyone you deal with so that you can land those important referrals in your life and business. Once again, just go to www.leaderspodcast.ca and download the Four Referrability Habits Advantage. Now, back to our Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. How did you know running a business was the right thing for you, Mark? What were the signs? I guess quickly, you, you,
0: you notice that you're good at it when you're you're successful, you know, like everything kind of pieced together. Uh, it, it seemed to come naturally to me and, you know, you, you don't get everything and not everything said in training, kind of, you you got to figure it out, you got to execute. And, and that part, it, it came naturally to me, you know, like going to meet a, a painter for an interview. It's like, yeah, you know, I have a script or whatever, but like, I read it, but I did my own thing, you know, like, uh, you go with it, you know, <laughs> it's just... Uh, when I saw how I was able to create that value and make like happy, have happy painters that really enjoyed the, the, the team that we had and the bond, like I'm still paying, like I'd call any one of my painters and like we'd have, you know, we'd have a good relationship or they'd be happy to hear from me or, and like clients. Well, same thing. They'd be really happy with the work that we did. and And at one point you're creating this value for your employees, but also your clients. And, and that gets you waking up early in the morning and being happy about what you're doing. And even if you come home late at night, well, you still come home with a smile. And yeah, you might be tired. But you know, it's like yeah, uh you're creating good
1: results. Yeah. Yeah. It's motivating, yeah. you know, it
0: just um that part, the entrepreneurial side is, is
1: that's what drives me. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I make up as well, like, you know, for, for our young leaders listening. Mark is really emotionally, you know, you already mentioned it earlier, emotionally intelligent. So, you know, I'm sure on your hockey teams, you were one of the people who really provided leadership to the team, right? And were one of the culture guys, you know, I'm sure you're also a really good hockey player, but there is something to the culture people, right? Um, to really, again, tend to the culture of a business or, the, or, or a team, and it makes all the difference. And one of the things that, you know, our, our organizations have always been known for is we win at culture. Our people love our love, the people we have love the people, you know, it's really hard to leave our organization. People stick. I I still see that you're really, again, you're working with, with somebody from our organization. Like that just happens because there, it's just a, a great feeling of people working together, you know? And so that's something when you can go recreate that, then, you know, you can be really successful in business. Absolutely, absolutely, and I,
0: I made some of my best uh, friends and business contacts through Student Works for sure. Like mm-hmm. even like today, uh, I stay in contact with uh, many uh, operators.
1: Yeah. What about you know failures or mistakes and how did you learn from those? Failure is um, it's a learning opportunity. I'm a bit of a
0: perfectionist, so you don't like making mistakes, you know. But I think when you you grow and you. Uh, you you mature a bit it's like it's okay to make mistakes and you uh you accept them for yourself but you also accept them for others and and you grow from them you grow and you get better and uh, and you see them coming next time
1: right for
0: me i i think the biggest one was it goes hand in hand with you know i think i'm a very like i'm a people's person i like investing in people and even if a person is uh maybe not the right person that we hired and i believed it was but it wasn't and, and and you know I keep keep putting energy in keep putting energy in but it that person that uh, I'll, I'll keep him on way too long okay we should have got rid of him way earlier and and made everybody you know the team stronger my life easier perform better uh, so I think one of my like biggest failures is in the past like I can't pinpoint like I could pinpoint many different occasions but it, it's usually that it's like just believing in someone that's just not. That I shouldn't be believing in, you know, and and uh, so pulling the plug <laughs>
1: on, on on some of the quicker. We talk about the rule: hire slowly, fire fast. And by the way, it's really easy to say and it's hard to do. We've gotten better in our organization. We actually have structures in place. If you don't reach this minimum, we don't let you start. So even though we love them and we do, we don't let them start. You know, and so there's just it's just kind of black and white because we know from history that person will not win. And at the end of the summer, they're not going to like us. Um, so it won't be a good experience for them. So so we've done things like that because we like you and you no know, kidding, because you're one of us. It's like you give to your people and give to your people, and work with your people, and work and believe in them. And it's how do I how do I develop a line which says even if I keep believing them, it just won't work. And it's interesting as well, just some people I think are better at doing it. And I think that's because sometimes they're just more black and white. Yep, absolutely. Doesn't necessarily mean they're better at actually developing people because I think people are developing a better, better developing people are actually those lovers and givers and oh, hey, and, you know, just seeing, seeing the best in people. Um, And again, it's uh, one of the things I also want to point out to the young leaders who are listening is. You see that Mark could point out his mistakes again and again and again. And that's not in a bad way, but that's in a good way. Oh, here's, I did it here, did it here, did it here. And that's what successful people can do. They can go, okay, here, there's a pattern here. And I've got to work on this pattern. And not, oh, there's a pattern here. I'm such a dummy. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't brought up right. Or, you know, who knows? Like They become a victim instead of, no, this is something I can attend to. And It's so true. Like
0: uh, I notice it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if my fiance is gonna listen to this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll black out this part or something. But, <laughs> but but you know, there's times where I'll, I'll bring up certain things because I'm not there at, at the business. I'm there at night sometimes. In the morning, you know, I manage from a distance, but very minimally. But I'll coach. Uh, but I mean, she's she's our studio manager, you know. So I'll. I'll give her a lot of uh, insight or advice. You know, I have to be very careful. I'm walking on eggs, you know, every time I I give her, you know, advice. But at the beginning, it's way better today. But at the beginning, when we start working together, I would coach her and give her certain suggestions. And and she would take it completely like, uh, get on the defensive and all you don't know and how you don't know what to do and this, you're not here, you don't, you know, and, and, it's so, like yeah, but you know, I also have like twelve years of business experience, you know. But like, I wouldn't say that obviously. But, <laughs> um, but uh, like, she would quickly uh, become defensive and, and be like, "Oh well, uh, you know," instead of uh, accepting, like, being like, "Oh yeah, okay," like I could do this differently, or or being coachable, you know, which is something that I've always been. Like uh, I mean, that, I got from hockey, and then they it into uh, professionally. Into business, um, I'm always listening. If people have negative feedback, I, I want to hear that before the positive feedback. You know, I don't care about the positive feedback. Like, I mean, I, yeah, we're probably doing a lot of things really, really well. But I want to know. I want to talk to that person that had a horrible job or, or didn't. You know, it didn't go well. I want to know exactly what happened. I want to who worked on it. I want to dig down deep and I want to repair that. Like, I want to jump on that opportunity. And um, so, so that
1: side, not many people have that. You know, and and. It, that was a struggle. You know, again, I think one of the things is uh it is difficult working with uh a loved one because then it's like, is the feedback about me and you or is the feedback about the the gym? Right. And of course you meant the feedback, of course, just to be about the gym. So it's it's over time it gets more and more separate so that this is something that, oh, this is about the the business, you know, and I work with my spouse. And she's she's the CEO of our business, and just a rock star. And so it's like, how do we watch what you say, Chris? Watch what you <laughs> say. <laughs> I, I always do. <laughs> and how do we how do we manage around it? And by the way, as well for me, I know I actually one of the things I struggle with is defensiveness. So I struggle with. You know, again, and I'm I'm actually really great in terms of feedback around the business, but at times I'm defensive and I see it go, oh, there I am being defensive. Okay, pull back. But it is really important to, you know, when we're dealing with people who who struggle in that area, how can we provide feedback so they can hear it, Um, you know, and also everybody being around, not that I'm right, but what's the right thing to do for the business? Simple as that, like what's the best solution? And when we all can gather around that, you know, who decided or who thunk of it or who thought of that or whose great idea, all that sort of stuff, it all stands in the way of what's the best thing. Because then what happens is our egos get in the way and that makes us less successful. You know, so, you know, whose idea was it? Not a good question, (laughs) not a good question. Great idea, we had lots of feedback, this is wonderful you know um, you know that's that's awesome <laughs> we're in
0: similar situation
1: working with uh, loved ones you know yeah, but, uh, exactly
0: and no, I, I actually got a bunch of information I remember our discussion uh, we, I think we went for lunch once and you were mentioning challenges uh, working with us uh, because I, I, I told you it was the beginning of, of Orange Theory and I guess one of my concerns was was her and I working together like we love each other as a couple we're, you know everything's going great and and i was like you know this could be something that could take us apart you know everybody's like don't don't go into business with family or or loved ones or and, and we're doing exactly that you know so um so but we we had talked at length and i remember our discussion we had together and it's like just compartmentalize you know it's like okay this is uh, Mark and Carly time. This is your, you know, as a couple and this is business time where, okay, you know, and 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 make time for each one. You know, if we're going out for a nice dinner together and it's her birthday, it's
1: like don't don't
0: we're not don't talking talk about, about
1: the gym. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's easier said than done. And I'm good at it, uh, but it's easier said than done. And it's important. Uh and I know as well this this opportunity allowed uh a, a, a big opportunity for Carly, you know, hey, this is and and the reality as well is, is that it's way easier to deal with this when there's success. The business is working. For that's sure. great. So it's just keep it working, Mark. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> just keep winning. Keep winning yeah. and then it's easy. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Well,
0: you know, the, the first year, it's a lot of learning. And the second yeah. year, you know, you know, we'll be able you to push coming. it. Oh, it's, it's, it's exciting times,
1: for exactly. sure. So if, if someone was considering venturing out into the entrepreneurial world what advice would you give them i would say like especially young
0: entrepreneurs like you're talking about people that are like in university or uh just getting out or about to get out like you're young you're young you, you might seem like okay you want to get out of school and you're like oh my god i just can't stand like coming here anymore and i just want to start working and making money i'm broke i have so much debt or whatever like I want to start a business and make you know be listed on the Nasdaq because you know it's like okay, like slow down. Don't be afraid to just take a year or two and spend some time in a business. You know, right. learn the ropes, uh, learn the dynamic of a, of a business. You know what goes on, how it works, how the teams work, and how to address people. And uh, I mean, if you have a, a you know a rock star idea and it's selling like hotcakes, well yeah, don't take my advice, just run with it, you know, but, but, you know, that those are pretty, like we hear about those success stories, you know, nobody goes to present to, well, I mean, it's pretty rare that you hear presenters about like total screw ups, you know, but, uh, but those, those happen, you know, so I think if you want to minimize your risk and maximize your success, uh, be, be eager to learn, have good mentors, uh, maybe even right after school, like even if you have a good business idea, like. Uh, Spend a bit of time in a company, maybe work on your business uh, idea part time and and, and just learn, you know, Uh, like, yeah, you you have a lot of education from school, uh, probably a really smart person, have great ideas. But, you you know, you got to jump into the pool and and, and learn to swim. You can't just learn
1: from the textbook, you know. Yeah. And there's so much to know that you just don't know right? Like that's, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And, and so, um, you know, and again, I think one of the most important things is mentors, you know, you know, when people are comparing companies or what company should I go choose to, it's not that it's what manager you're working with, you know, you know, who's, who's that mentor? Who's that guy? Do they really care for you? You know, et cetera. Are they out for your best interest? That's the, that's the big winners. um, You know, I find huge, huge. Absolutely. That's what I'm noticing even uh, now like we hired a few
0: new salespeople in our team and and uh, you know they love even if some of them are a bit older like they love working with either me or Jan. or you know we, uh, like we care and we're there and we're you know it, 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 mentorship yeah for sure it's, it's huge and just being eager to learn but I think one thing for sure is be passionate about what you're doing you know don't don't do something for the money the worst reason. Just, you know, money will come. Just try to be the best you can at what you want to do. Um, you know, jump in it, execute. Uh, don't do it specifically for the money. Do it because you believe in it and, uh, and you want to build value,
1: and, and then the rest will come. As you went from a teenager slash university student to a business owner, um, what did you have to change about yourself? Like, and then you know, Right now, like what sort of things did you have to change to really become the business leader you are now, Mark, you know, at 32?
0: I think like you just have to um, uh, the, the learning side. Um, I think you also have way more responsibility now. Like uh, like now, you know, we have a, a business of 100 employees. So at one point, when you realize that you know you got a school, when when you have your painting business, you have employees. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, we had like 10 employees at one point, but it's all a student jobs. You know, people they care, but you know, it's not the end of the world. If you know, so. Uh, but, but when you start having employees that, you know, they've been in a business for 20 years, this is all they could do. This is, um, they Families have two kids at home. They have a wife, they have to pay bills. They have to, and then, you know, at one point it's like, okay, whoa, this is like real life. This is where like, you know, I need to go get jobs. I need to sell. I need to meet people. I need to mingle to network. I need to go to events. I need to, you know, uh. Because like, there's that responsibility behind where it's like, okay, that, that that's the next level, you know? So I think that was, that was probably the, the thing that struck me the most or I had to change the most.
1: Okay. Okay, great. And so if someone wanted to do what you did uh, or do, uh, what key habits would they want, want to and have to steal from you? What's the secret to your success, Mark? I think just I'm people's person. Um, I'm
0: passionate about what I do. Um, uh, passion about people, just relationships, uh, believing in and in investing in people. Um, those are those are just things that come to me naturally and, and uh, like believe in. So uh, yeah, it's 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 not something easy to learn, but uh, it, it's just uh, I, I don't know. It's ingrained. In me.
1: And I think one additional thing is you work really hard. You really have always worked really hard in our program. I can just tell you know again just how you describe things. you know I'm looking at things, I'm designing things, I'm asking people right like so there's a lot of time now again, you know one one of the things that I love is you know the really, really masters of the world they need they know they don't see the distinction between work and play because both of them they love right you know so it's like hey, if you love what you're doing, there's no distinction and if you think about it as well, if you're you're caring for your friends, you're caring for your family, and then you're caring for people in your work, how different is that, right? It's different situations and, you know, but yeah. A final question for you. When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Mark? Leader of tomorrow, I think... Um, it- it's funny,
0: the word that came to mind was uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, I think everything, I, I was just at a conference in Montreal for C2 Montreal. It was this big uh, event by, organized by Sid Soleil and Sid Lee Agency here in Montreal. It's a great event and got speakers coming from all over the world, leaders. Wow. It, it's a great event. You know, it costs like $3,000 for three days to be there. Wow. Like, and, and it was all all around technology, all around artificial intelligence. Um, I think Leader of Tomorrow, it, it's getting countries working together as well. I thought it was really interesting to have uh, one of the talks was from an astronaut. And uh, yeah, he was talking about the space station, the World Space Station, where you have different uh, companies, uh, not companies, countries working Together because in space there's no there's no boundaries you know and what they can accomplish uh, together between countries is better than what any business could do you know so um, so if the leader of tomorrow um, I think if, if, if there's a way I think the uh, world has, has flattened with with technology and smartphones and communication and I mean facetimes like this uh, zoom actually but but a step further. And, and um, I, I think we, we're on the right path, we, but, but taking a step further and, and uh, collaborating at a higher level and, and we'll accomplish greater things.
1: Well, that's awesome. Well, Mark, I, I really appreciate your time today and all the things that you've accomplished in your 32 years so far. Uh, pretty amazing. Thanks so much. And we really appreciate um, and, and just a big thank you for, from our audience.
0: Great pleasure, Chris, and uh, happy to be here. And uh, we'll see you in an OTF workout soon when you come to Montreal. (laughs)
1: Looking forward to it. Okay, you're going to go beat beat on me. Wonderful. (laughs) Thanks so much. Take care. Hey, leaders. We've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.